0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening, welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As a busy midweek in Europe meets League Cup final weekend Rangers produce a brilliant win away at Real Betis to top the group And look forward to the last 16 Aberdeen set themselves up for Sunday's Hamden showdown With a great win against Eintracht Frankfurt And plenty of important league action to prepare for With Dyson Maida and Cameron Carter-Vickers back in the Celtic squad For the visit of Hearts I'm Gordon Duncan And joining me tonight you have Simon Donnelly and Kenny Miller, what a midweek in Europe that was, Kenny Miller. Well, was that the, the first time we've had three Scottish teams <laughs> one in 21 years? It's, uh, it was an incredible week. And you know what, not just in terms of the results that were given. Look at the teams that have been beaten. I mean, Frankfurt, uh, incredible result for Aberdeen. Again, by the way, and look at the team that was picked as well, obviously with Sunday and mine for Barry Robson, mm-hmm. but a wonderful result. Rangers going to Spain and winning uh, for the first time against a Spanish team. Brilliant performance, excellent. We're in Celtic ending that long, long run uh, at home getting a Champions League victory. As much as it means nothing, I, I tend to agree with Brendan Rodgers. No one at that level means nothing. So, and it's, and it's got the monkey off the back as well. So, big, big week. And the small matter of the first piece of silverware of the <coughs> season this weekend, Simon. Yeah, yeah, another big weekend. A uh, few domestic games tomorrow. Obviously, the finishes on the Sunday with a big final. I think both teams will, you know, take a real boost out of the results last night. Aberdeen, as Kenny said, a fantastic result up at Putaudry, and then Rangers, you know, going to uh, Seville and you know Betis. Their form has been fantastic at home. I think they're unbeaten until last night, scoring three goals. So both teams should begin into. Uh, Sunday's final with their tails up 0141 that is the number you need it really is all happening I feel like I say that a lot but not for effect because I mean it it really is you look at last night Rangers fans how on earth do you look back on that was it where, where does that one rank I know in the last few years you've beaten really good European opposition but particularly last night when you look at the squad that was available and still a team in a bit of a transition and all that sort of stuff and the fact that this was a campaign which had difficulties against Aris Limassol with all that in context uh, where does last night rank what was good about it we had a fine goal from Cyril Dessers of course who's had a lot of criticism what did you make of him and other individual performances Uh, how do you look forward to the last 16 and what does it do how does it set you up for the League Cup final on Sunday 0141 Aberdeen fans you go into it in great form as well making 8 changes and still beating the team that beat Bayern Munich 5-1 at the weekend which is a <laughs> quite a stat um, so again how do you feel about Sunday how do we all generally feel about Sunday as well 0141 Celtic fans league action um, I guess the priority is just to get those points on the board We always say it's better to have that than, than games in hand I'm sure you'd rather be in the League Cup final But the chance to just increase that gap and make Rangers respond at some point uh, How big a boost is it to hear that Dyson Maida and Cameron Carter-Vickers could be available tomorrow as well Loads of other big games Motherwell looking to end that long winless run against St Mirren There is so much going on So let's hear from you tonight on 0141 951 1025. Um, I mean, Simon, as Kenny said, the fact that I don't think we've ever had it, or it's been a long time since it was three 
Scottish what, what teams are all how, winning how in the group stages. Two thousand two, I think. It was. Um, all in the group stages. Yet Rangers obviously is the crowning yeah. one of those three because it was the one that, that had you know sporting <coughs> merit attached to it. But, yep. but nevertheless, in a season that the coefficient to use that that word's been taken a bit of a battering. It was a great week, yeah. wasn't it? Well, how many times do we get hammered as a nation? You know, when we go into Europe and we've been on the end of some heavy defeats over the time. But you know, for three clubs to go into, and as Kenny said there as well, the opposition. You know, Feyenoord, the Dutch champions, Eintracht Frankfurt off the back of a great result. Betis, I think, drew the Madrid last weekend as well. Weekend, so, yeah. and as I said there, their form at home has been nothing short of perfect up until last night. So it's, it's three fantastic results. Obviously, the Rangers one means more. You know, they've, they've uh, progressed into the, the last 16. I think Celtic will take some pride, you know, not to mention the cash from that win. Uh, and you said yourself, it gets a... A monkey off their back, it's been too long, I think 10 years. And Aberdeen, I've actually watched a few of Aberdeen's games, you know, they've had a couple of draws in there as well, and I think just to cap their campaign off with a win will, you know, set them in good stead going into the final at the weekend. I think they now have to try and take that European form that they've had there into the domestic uh, campaign because the the league position doesn't really reflect that team, I don't think. 01419511025, Kenny Miller... And Simon Donnelly are here And you know what that means though Fight it out amongst yourselves One of you has to be Hugh Keevans tonight Oh, I'm in his seat well, I'm, well, I'm closer to age wise And he's older So, so we, can, we can toss the coin But that is the reality If you're in here on a Friday And he's not One of you is going to have to step up to the plate It's pretty simple Annoy everybody Fall out with everybody yep. Make terrible predictions Horrific for the weekend Got yep. that covered? We'll give, we'll Got that covered. Yep. Good Scott is a Rangers fan in Paisley Who's going to kick things off How good was last night's achievement Scott? Uh, last night's achievement, not only for Rangers but for Scottish football, was outstanding. Obviously, Kenny was saying earlier on that the coefficient usually gets a battering, but last night I think, and obviously myself during the week, the coefficient looked a lot better. Um, but focusing more to the point on Rangers, uh, I thought Bessels was amazing last night, but the best player in the park by far was Ross McCausland. Yeah, it feels Kenny. Like uh, sorry, Scott. Carry on. Uh, I don't know if he's watched the game, but Ross McGosland, for a young boy his age, where he's came from, up through the Rangers Academy, he's a product of Rangers. At the end of the day, I just hope Rangers don't make the mistake that they made with Nathan Patterson and Billy Gilmore when it comes to the summer or January. Well, listen. I thought I thought he came into the game. Uh, he actually had a bit of a, a, a tough. I thought he had a tough first half as well going the other way in terms of yeah, tracking Miranda yeah, yeah. he kept getting in and, and it'll be a lesson you know when I said it last night it was a, it's a wonderful experience for him at this stage of his career to go into that environment and a game that meant so much uh, and actually performed pretty well in it you know like it was it'll, it'll, there's no doubt he'll, he'll come out stronger the one thing about him every time he gets the ball he, he does look fearless he just drives at people obviously had a hand in that, that first goal uh, he just drives. He's direct. He's got really. He's a he's a good ball carrier. Something that Rangers need to bonus with because there's no other real natural wingers, uh, in, in the team at the moment. So yeah, I thought he'd done well. You know what? I thought John Lundstrom was outstanding as well. He has been since Philippe Clement came into the team. For me, he was he was the standout performer. Delighted for Dessers as well because he's found himself in that position a lot over the over the first few months of the season, and he's been pretty indecisive with it. Uh, and again, obviously. 
the Rangers fans have have let them know about that. But that goal last night, the the ability showed it was it was outstanding uh, and, and a good finish. And again, a big goal in a big moment. You know, that's that's what it's about in these games. You have to take your moments. Was it? I mean, it's, it's a great achievement anyway. Was it part of that um, surprise or unexpected nature of it? Is, is that what's made parts of this so impressive for the Rangers fans? Dessos as an example, so much criticism. If I say at six o'clock last night, listen, Rangers fans, fear not, he's going to pick up the ball, not make somebody in the box, drift his way in and, and, and score a vital goal. They maybe would have doubted that prediction. That would be from the, the Hugh Evans playbook. And then generally, because as football fans here, we're always quite optimistic. But last night, I could sense it. A lot of the Rangers fans, it was sort of, oh, this is going to be tough. I mean, look at the injuries, look at the availability. Sunday's more important. Like, you know, let's just get through tonight. Certainly got through tonight in the best possible sense through to the last 16. And you know what? As it turned out, it needed to be a win. You know, I, I think I had, a, I had a feeling that it would have taken a win. I, th I thought Prague were, were going to be too strong for Aris, as it turns out they were. So it needed to be that win to make sure that, that Rangers were in the Europa League. And, and you're right to say that. You know, I, I think everybody, when you look at the team and you think that it's going to be a it's going to be a tough night anyway. By the way, whoever was playing, considering the form that Betis were in and, and the and the form that they've showed at home, again they don't concede goals either. It's not just they've not been beat; they, like, they didn't concede a lot of goals. So for Rangers to go there and score three, but you're right in terms of Dessers and how he's performed. But I, I think even Sifuentes, I thought he had a good half, and obviously he's, he's probably picked up a, a little niggle suspended uh, anyway. And, and he was missing the weekend, but again, but on that performance, when you look at Lammers and the team, Sifuentes and the team, Dessers and the team. Uh, guys that have kind of been on the end of, of criticism, but it, it wasn't just the like the the skill that Dessler showed as well. Like he's actually nodded it inside to Sifuentes. Mm -hmm. He's then carried his run. He's, again, it was a, a longish one-two, and then he gets in the box and, and shows that type of ability. So you know what's in there. It, it, hopefully the goal gives him a like the confidence and the belief that he needs. That Sunday's another huge game. It's a chance to go and score a cup final winning goal now. Where does this result? Rank Scott because we've said but you know there was Dortmund and Leipzig and, and various good results in recent seasons but just given the, the kind of personnel difficulties is this one right up there? Uh, I think it goes right up there to be honest I've put it on par with maybe beating Borussia Dortmund or beating Leipzig at Ibrox yeah, I mean, Simon, the, you mentioned that the record Betis haven't beat, been beaten at yeah. home this season. In I case you hadn't noticed, they play some pretty good teams domestically. Yeah, I think it's up there with the, uh, some of their best results, you know, in that Europa League run they had a couple of seasons ago. Uh, I really do. I think a difficult place to go uh, any time, a depleted squad, and to win the game. You know, I, I watched the game, and at the time, the, the little group was going up and it was fluctuating. And they've, they've dropped points to, you would argue, the weakest team yeah. in it. And it's they go and win the hard way, to, to win the group and they miss out in that playoff they directly into the last 16. I think it's up there with anything they've achieved in recent time. Thank you to Scott. What about Craig on the line? How would you describe it last night, Craig? Uh, sorry, guys. I was trying to go on a wee bit earlier. I missed your calls. But the, the first half I would describe as a bas basketball game. You know, I thought it could have been 3-3, three, 4-3 three, three at half-time, anything. It was just absolute madness. Um... But I thought we kind of rode our luck a wee bit in the second half. But you need to do that when you're away from home in Europe. And we've done that, you know, in the run to Manchester and the run to Seville, etc. But uh, just a quick point on the guy Scott's comment. McCausland McCausland won't believe in Nathan Parson couldn't get a game ahead of Tavernier. And Billy Gilmore, you know, was... was uh, 15 or 16, wasn't he? Yeah, that, that's totally different. McCausland's just signed a new contract, so don't have to worry about that one. But um, yeah, I was just saying to the producer there, uh, I think this 16 days, you know, I mentioned this to you guys when Big Phil came in. Um, I spoke to Kenny, I totally agreed. I know injuries have dictated this, but I thought, you know, what Kenny said, you know, six, eight weeks ago about, 
Cantwell, Seaman, Lawrence, you know, behind Danilo was the, the perfect front four, essentially, but obviously we can't do that just now. And um, as on Big Dessers last night, I thought <laughs> it was it, it could be a turning point for the big guy, but I think it just shows you the confidence that he's got under the new manager. And obviously you guys know on the show know about Alec Ray and the infectious you know, personality he's got and how much he cares about Rangers. He'll be putting all that in at the training ground and Sefentes, I thought, was very, very good in the first half. Um, and I said to the producer there, I think maybe you guys could correct me, but I think the only time I've seen a fullback in terms of Dijon Sterling being asked to play centre mid for Rangers, the last one I can remember is Fernando Rickson. Um, and, you know, Big Phil tweaked that. That's why I keep calling him Big Phil. Uh, the, the, the gaffer tweaked it last night because young McCausland was. I don't want to say he was at fault for the two goals, but, you know, it was just naivety. The young boy, he's only 20, and he was, you know, trying to, you know, um, be a more attacking friend, uh, attacking friend, sorry, and he was leaving Tav exposed a little bit, and the gaffer realised that at half-time. That's why he put Sterling on in the middle of the park and made it a, a narrow 4-4-2. Um, but, yeah, as I say, the last time I can remember, <laughs> I feel back being asked to play in the middle of the park was Fernando. Um, but last night, in terms of where it ranks, it's, it's definitely up there. But as I say, it could be a springboard Winning the group against all the odds, you know, if you asked me sort of 24 hours ago if Rangers were going to win the group, I'd say you're mad. Um, you know, win the cup final potential on Sunday, get a result at Parkhead on the 30th, you know, it's season changing for these boys, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we get hung up a lot on, on the draw and the seedings, which is understandable because, you know, often goes that way, but it was quite a way of doing it, Kenny. One point off Aris Limassol and maximum off Real Betis, which, you know, I think that's. Craig's point when he talks about 24 hours ago that would have been tough to do last night with a full strength team never mind you know the team that, that eventually did take to the pitch and then finished the game yeah it would again and I think what was even even more so that, that made it like the hard way was the fact that you've actually beat Betts in that opening game you know you, you've beat them at home you've got off to a wonderful start and you've put yourself in a, in a great position when you're thinking you, you've got Aris next and you've got I think the way the fixtures fell for Rangers over the course of the group were, were quite favourable but to now go into that last way is no favourable because they, obviously they made it hard by not beating Aris Limassol at home uh, two weeks ago. But it was, uh, listen, they've done it the hard way. I think they've done it well as well. When you look at the stats of the game, it was no smash and grab. Mm. You know, I mean, the game was in the balance. And to just to go on, I think what Craig's saying about kind of hanging on a little bit and right riding your luck, football's won and, and lost in, in big moments <clears> of the game. Rangers took their moment. You know, we've, we've talked so many times about Celtic in Europe and Rangers in Europe not taking their moments. Well, Rangers took their moment in the second half. Yeah, they had a couple of set plays, they obviously got the handball, which was the correct decision, as much as you're thinking, oh, it's another situation. Well, it was the right decision, and when Rangers got the moment, it fell to roof. They never defended it properly. You thought the, the opportunity was gone when Matondo had a wild swipe and missed, but then it just falls ever so kindly for Kamar Roof just to kind of bundle it over the line. So they took their moment. I think they deserved the result. A big, big one. And obviously now you can look forward to that, that last 16 done it the hard way but listen they earned it where does it rank for you in terms of those recent European results well I, I look at Dortmund I mean Dortmund was an outstanding one and a performance against a, one of the elite I would say in Europe I wouldn't quite put Betis up there as much as their home form is is, is outstanding like I said they don't concede too many goals but it's, it's up there in respect that I don't think this team this Rangers team are as good as that Rangers team sure you know and and they're, and they're also, as much as they're unbeaten under Philippe Clement and, and they're, they're building kind of the right momentum and they're going in the right direction, I still think there was... I mean, I was going in there, again, you see the Rangers fans on the way to get... What do you think? I'm thinking draw it best. You know, I was kind of more hoping that Aris could have got something off Prague to keep Rangers into that second spot. But you know what? They went and performed like to a man 
they all contributed they had to work hard they had to ride their luck at their times and when they had their moments they took them so it would be it would be right up there alongside Dortmund for me Thank you very much to Craig 01419511025 Perfect time to call We'll get you on next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Simon Donnelly and Kenny Miller Are here 01419511025 Or you can contact us on Twitter Or X or whatever we're calling it these days At Clyde SSB Keep those calls coming in Very busy already I can see lots of you Rangers fans Wanting to praise last night and understandably so. Let's hear from Philippe Clement, who says he could not be prouder of his Rangers team. He says they're giving him everything he's looking for. Yeah, big pride. Uh, I'm really proud of them. I saw today what I, what I wanted to see, the things we worked on the last couple of weeks. I want to see a team of winners that never give up. I want to see a team where everybody's involved, starting or not starting, where everybody wants to do the job, if it's in his normal position or not and create uh, a team of winners who never give up. And that's what they did today. So they played a big game. I, I said also before the game that I wanted to see a brave team, uh, not a team that only wanted to defend and, and looking for transitions, but also a brave team on the ball, playing our football. And they did. First half better than second half, or the start of the second half, where Betis became stronger and stronger, but... Then we digged in and we stayed together and we worked hard and and then the moments come. I cannot be more proud as a coach uh, after this short period together where the team is now for the moment. How much of this is a feather in his cap, Kenny? Because if we're acknowledging, well, obviously the injuries and absentees just speak for itself. If we're also acknowledging that there are still Rangers players there who aren't flying yet and are not up to speed yet and it is relatively early on. <clears throat> so if that's the case, is that not more credit to him for being able to assemble that, that, that winning team from last night well what he's doing is he's, he's putting them into a, into a structure he's giving them obviously clear instructions about, about what they've got to do and how they've got to go out and, and give themselves the best possible chance to succeed so absolutely because I think you're right like Somebody actually, I mean, I know as Scott came on earlier and talked about like outstanding performance. Like, I was trying to think, like, who would have gave the kind of man? So, I think it was a very, very strong performance as a team. But in terms of individuals within it, yeah, I still think, like, I don't think quite like, like Tavs that was at the top of his game, to, to be fair. I think Barisic's probably similar. You've got Lundstrom, who I think has been, he has been over the mm -hmm. piece, the outstanding performance. I thought McCausland was decent, Dessels was definitely better. Uh, but it was like I think it was a, as a team it was just a really really good performance so it's uh, he's got to take a lot of credit because like you say he's still I think there, there's a lot more to come I think he'll be he'll be definitely striving for, for more and, and continue looking for improvements but he's got to take credit he's getting a team in a position that they can win games you know and that's what he needed to do when he first came in I would say he has got slight improvements probably out of, out of most he'll be wanting more I'm, th I'm still think he'll be looking at his strength in January but the job to when he came in was to get through in the Europa League, win games of football, make players better, win the cup. At the moment, he's ticking every box. Yeah. Uh, what about Dale, who's a Rangers fan? How do you look back on it, Dale? Oh, I look back on it with, with uh, absolute joy. But uh, throughout the match, it was tension. I said to my wee boy, uh, this is what football does to you, son. You know, you look forward to it. But sitting watching it, it was the relief after it. But it was a great night. But I think what I wanted to concentrate more on uh, is, is the fact that I'm looking at the coefficient just now and Man City sit above us Bayern Munich sit above us we're third place in Europe 
behind us in the top five are PSG and Real Madrid. This has been a five-year process. Okay, we can talk about last season, the Champions League. There was a lot of problems with that in terms of a defence and players not being available. But in the last five years, what this club has achieved when we think about what happened in Luxembourg has been absolutely unbelievable. And I think we really... It's, it's okay we can talk about Rangers and Celtic and, and have that rivalry. But what Rangers have achieved in the last five years in the coefficient and where that has placed Scottish football. Last night, and I hate to mention a rival radio show, but the UK was broadcast on talk sport the whole game. That is how significant Rangers have become in terms of their European success. I wouldn't be using that as a barometer for success, but anyway, <laughs> um, the... I don't know what coefficient table they looked at or whatever. I, I don't want to get. I don't know. Is that over the last few years or whatever? I assume Rangers are not the third best know. ranked team in Europe right now. Dale, can you tell us a bit more? What was the table? Right. Um, I'm looking at the current coefficient uh, table, and I think it is over the last five years in terms of the coefficient points gained. Rangers are sitting uh, behind uh, these clubs. Are sitting in between these clubs at the top five in terms of coefficient points gained. That may well be the case. I, I don't know specifically, but the one thing you can't deny is, is obviously the success, relative success over that period yeah. as well, Simon. Um, and interesting to get the kind of rival fans perspective, if you like, because it, have you always had that feeling then over the last few seasons that this Rangers side, whatever they're going through domestically, they're always really, just seem really capable of digging something out in Europe? They seem to be. They seem to be. And as I say, last night, you know, that group looking at it at the beginning, would you say they would they would win it? You probably would have said up there with Betis, but they they struggled with the Aris games. They, they kind of made it even more difficult for them. But they go to Seville last night and they get the result. And this team, you know, it's obviously changed a little bit since two seasons ago. But they've they've dug out very good results in Europe in the last you know two or three seasons. Uh, and they've got themselves into the knockout stage. And that's where, if you're looking at it from a Celtic's perspective, yes, it was Champions League stuff, but I'm sure Celtic fans would have looked at, you know, trying to get the Europa League at worst and, and be in Europe after Christmas uh, this season. So it's, it's huge success for, for Rangers to achieve this. And not only, as I said earlier in the show, they've avoided the playoff, they go straight into the 16 and they'll be looking forward to the draw. I mean, Kenny, it's too, it, it spanned too many different, managers, players and, and circumstances for this to be all completely linked. You know, what Steven Gerrard did in Europe and that group of players, it's a completely different team and a different manager. So even more impressive then that the club over that period have managed, as we see, we're now comparing Betis last night to a long list of good results. It's not like that's the one standout from that period. Well, that, I think that's what that's that's the, that's what sticks out to me in, in, on Dale's point. It's when I think back to when Steven Gerrard came in 2018, it was an eight-game run to get to the Europa League. They've won a lot of games since that. Since then, to this point, there's been a lot of games won from Rangers through the qualifiers, through the group games. Obviously, the uh, the, uh, the success of two seasons ago. Obviously, last year was a write-off. I mean, if you look at the just look at the three teams that they got in the Champions League, it was always going to be a real uphill struggle to to get anything in any game. But they've won a lot of games. But obviously, Europa League. That's where they've that's where they've been really, really competitive. And what they've done is. It is, like you say, it's different managers, there is a different players in it, but what it's done is, there is still a lot of the same players as well. It's gave the, the team 
as it's moved through the years, the experience of playing at that level and what they're going to be facing, home and away, the kind of challenges that they're going to come up against. And now they're, they're quite comfortable within that. And, and again, last night's performance shows it. I think Philippe Clement's absolutely right. He should be proud. It wasn't a smashing grab. They were well in the game. Had to kind of ride the luck a little bit. But, but for me, they deserved it because they took their moment. Uh, thank you very much to Dale. Let's bring in Ian, who's in Lanark. Who do you want to get across after last night, Ian? Hi, guys. How are you doing? Good, thanks. I just wanted to make a couple of points in the game last night. Um, I heard the caller um, a little earlier, and although I agree that Ross McCausland deserves a lot of credit, I think the one player that stood out for me in particular last night was John Lundstrom. I thought he was absolutely outstanding, and um, the kind of recovery from his form in the past few few games has been nothing short of spectacular. Um, so I just wanted to get your guys' opinion on how he's been performing. I've already said it, yep, I said it, Ian. I think he's, not only last night, I think he's been in wonderful form uh, since Philippe Clement came in. And, and you know what, you, you've got to ask the questions, like, like why he did look a little bit kind of lost and delusioned at the start of the season. Obviously, he's in his last year's contract mm. as well. Was he was he maybe hoping there could have been discussions for a new contract? You know, by the way, is he now playing better? Because there's not going to be a new contract on the table and he now, he now needs to try and go and earn it. But I just think he looks far more comfortable now. He looks happier Uh and it was outstanding last night. I just think that, like they, he's got such a presence in the middle of the pitch. We've seen that in two seasons ago. He was a wonderful player in that. And I think that's where he came to the fore as a Rangers player two seasons ago. That second half of the season in the knockout stages alongside Ryan Jack and Glenn Kamara, he was allowed just to be the player that suited him. I actually think he's really developed now into a six where he's, he's getting on the ball mm. a lot more. He's starting things off. Maybe initially when he came to range, he didn't be entirely comfortable in that role. I think he looks really, really happy and comfortable in it. And through that, you're seeing a real uplift in his performances. It's the challenge of life in the Glasgow Goldfish Bowl, Simon, because mm. I, I still feel, and Ian can correct me if I'm wrong, I still feel like it's only been a couple of weeks since somebody would have called or tweeted in criticising John Lundstrom for yeah. something, some sort of domestic performance. Maybe there is something about the Thursday nights that suit him and you have to just, <laughs> I guess it's tough, you just need to keep doing it all the time. Well, I think he was one of the top performers on the way to the final, you know, a couple of seasons ago. And for whatever reason, his form hadn't been... I think you have to give the, the current manager credit. I think the last caller, Dale was talking about the last three, four, five years or whatever it was. But I think for the last 15, 16 games or whatever it is since Clement came in, You've got to give him the credit. He's got the results. Uh, he's got the results that were demanded of the previous manager. It ultimately cost him his job. And Kenny will tell you, sometimes when it's a new guy at the helm, it might be a quiet word with Lundstrom. It might be, you know, getting in there, putting the arm around him, something like that, man management. It might get the best out of him. It certainly seems to be the case at the moment. But I think you have to give the current manager the credit. You know, he's come into a job which, you know... If you're, you're talking about Lundstrom's form wobbling, I think Rangers obviously were at the time, and he's turned it around quite quickly. The type of performance he and how how much would you like him to stay beyond the end of this season? Because I know there's been, from a financial perspective as well, comments made at the AGM about you know some big earners coming to the end of their contracts and whether that means money can be spent elsewhere. Lundstrom would be one of them, but I, I take it you want him to stay. Yeah, I mean, I think if you look at his form and especially in these big games, I think. If you look at his performance last night, how composed he was in the ball, I think he mixed things up really well. He spread the ball really well. And it was the first time since maybe a couple of seasons ago on route to the final that 
I looked at his performance and thought, if you remember how he played against Borussia Dortmund, it, I just thought it was very, very similar. Maybe playing in a little bit of a deeper role, but when you're when you've got players like Ryan Jack who are out, Stephen Davis is out long term, and um, Nico Raskin's out quite a bit. If you have a player with that kind of composure. Um, who can control the ball and spread it then I think you do need to hang on him I think he is only 29 as well um, so he's not at an age where you'd start to think maybe we move him on um, so I, I think I'd like to see him extend his contract towards the end of the season Listen I think it's, that's, there's a lot of questions that kind of surround I think on form the one thing I'll say like Simon's right the manager deserves a lot of credit because I don't think it's only John Lundstrom I mean I even look at someone like Leon Balligan who comes into the team couldn't get anywhere near the team under the manager who signed them mm-hmm. and then new manager comes in and plays them and looks like, like he's the number one Seaman's goal scoring is that not kicked off around about that time I think he had already done it at the end of Michael's time he, he was in a good run he's scoring a goal a game he's on, he's on 14 goals yeah, it's yeah. incredible that he made it to this stage not spoken about him yet yeah. and on a night like that you end up going through everybody because they yeah. all play their part um, but another goal again um, yeah impressive stuff thank you to Ian thanks to Matondo he sent that coefficient table that Dale the previous caller uh, was referring to and it is it's those um, most coefficient points for their country in the last five seasons and he's bang on uh, with his assessment on that one let me before we go any further tell you about this Cash for Kids Mission Christmas with J&D Pierce, Scotland's premier structural steel specialist proud to support the local community Big thank you to Arnold Clark because they have teamed up with us here at Clyde One and Cash for Kids to give you an unbelievable prize to win a brand new BMW 1 Series. I've been talking about this for nights and nights now uh, for very good reason because it is that brand new car that you could win. It's a lovely car, it has to be said, and not only could you be driving away in said car, but you've got the chance to make a difference to local children at the same time. Basically, how you get involved, it couldn't be much simpler. Text CAR to 84901, C-A-R to 84901. The text costs a standard network rate message plus a voluntary £5 donation to Cash for Kids. So we're talking £5, every penny of that, just going out to help children in our communities that need clothes or heating or food or whatever it may be at this time of year when it's a really tough time for a lot of people you're in the draw and the brand new car could be yours the entries close at 6pm tomorrow Saturday the 16th of December don't let this pass you by don't leave it until the last minute and forget to do it it's over 18s only full T's and C's at Clyde1.com and you can text car to 84901 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Simon Donnelly are about to be joined at least through the speakers by Philippe Clamont uh, He says Cyril Dessers has been putting in the hard work thinks his goal will give him every confidence He was also happy with Sam Lammer's contribution and wants people to judge them on their future not their past No, not only the goal also the work he did uh... Okay, Cyril was one of the guys on the plane that I spoke with uh, with the videos to, to improve things and, and you see he's really working hard to do the things how he wanted, how he want the striker to play. He's, uh, he stepped into the story, he's working hard for the team and then you get the chances to score. And then you get the confidence of your teammates and of your coach. So I'm really pleased about him. Also Stam had a lot of stick. Last couple of months, I hear he played for me also a really good game. So uh, the past is the past. 
all the things that happened weeks or months ago, it's not important. It's about the story we, we're going to continue in the next weeks and the next months. On the plane? You ever been summoned up to watch clips with the manager on the plane? Did I hear that right? You did hear that right. And again, I actually heard it before the game as well that there'd been potentially a little bit of analysis work done on See, the plane with certain stops. players I, like it. I think when you've got limited time that when you're going to game to game the way Rangers are at the moment you've got to try and utilise every moment you've got uh, and yeah that's I think what he wasn't I think he referenced it, it wasn't the only one he was, he was looking at and showing them certain things for the game that can improve performance um, obviously last night speaks for itself the achievement is you get through to the last 16 and you get the money and all that <coughs> sort of stuff but see that that stuff that you can't put your finger on, you know, about kind of confidence, momentum and belief, all, all that sort of stuff. How important was it? Because this was the week that we found out Danilo's going to be out for months. Had Cyril Dessers had an absolute stinker last night, that then snowballs that argument, doesn't it? And Rangers fans panic even more about what the striking situation is going to look like. It fills everyone with dread ahead of Sunday and so on. Like, So how important was that for him to contribute in that way last night? Listen, it was a big opportunity for him on a big night and, and he stepped up with his goal. Listen, it's Philippe Clement's job to build these guys up and to give them confidence and to try and give them belief. Uh, one performance doesn't is not going to change the Rangers sure. fans' view uh, or guys like us who are, who are now given the game the autopsy. You know, he done well, his goal was excellent. Uh, everybody contributed in, in, in their own way last night. But that needs to be continually getting better and it needs to be more consistent. Mm. You know, and that's where, that's why last night you're hoping is going to be the, is going to kickstart Serial Dessa because he is going to be the guy at the moment. Kamar Roof, again, he's coming back to fitness, but how fit is he? How long will he stay fit? Uh, it's going to be between these, these two guys who leads the line on Sunday. And I suppose <clears> the good thing, is the psychology of management, Simon, trying to manage that situation, it's a good opportunity to come out and, and praise Sam Lammers yeah. because... Last night's mostly <clears> about <throat> the positives. Nobody's going to dwell on the negatives. I think if you asked Rangers fans... Individually in isolation I'm, I'm not sure if they would agree That Sam yeah. Lammers was, was really good last night But it doesn't really matter And then it's a chance to, to build Maybe but build that, his confidence exactly, as well That's exactly what it is And as I said earlier on I think he has to take a lot of credit I touched on Lundstrom Suggesting that might have been A, a conversation that's uh, Subsequently got getting the best performances Out of Lundstrom uh, Dessers last night It's got to help him that, that finish has got to help him It's not as if He's popped up and scored the fourth goal at home against somebody in the league. He scored an important goal the way he took it. Composure. I think that raised everybody's eyebrows because the guy has came under a lot of stick, you know, in his, his young kind of career at Rangers and his few months at the club. But he took that with a hell of a lot of composure. That has got to help. But little things like that, as you know, we can speculate. But I, I think that is the case. He's, mm. he's getting a tune out of more players than the previous manager. Go on then, Graham in Bells Hill. Sum up how impressed you were last night. Hi, good evening, Jez. Nice to speak to you again. And you? I uh, it was uh, it was fantastic last night. I think we all went in feeling that this was uh, going to be our biggest challenge so far of the, the, the season. Um, and uh, you know, I think that the guys really, really stepped up. I was very impressed. Talking about Dessers there, I, I, I actually take a bit of stick for the guys in the main stand next to me because I've always said there's a player in Dessers, and I think he just needed a goal or two. Uh, to you know, to start that confidence, you know, Kenny will tell you, striking is all about confidence, and so I'm really hoping that that Dessers will kick on now because I actually think there was a player in them. But last night, yeah, they were fantastic. Mm. Look, Kenny, that may be the case. Graham's got the faith, and and we find out. The only thing you would say that that might challenge that at the moment is Dessers' numbers aren't actually terrible. They're not horrific. They never have been. If you look at goal contributions, um, 
it, like I say, it's never been awful. I actually feel like most Rangers fans are probably looking more for the, the kind of all-round impact or performance rather than a drastic improvement in the numbers. Is that not the case? I think I think that's bang on because I think that's eight goals and what is it, 27 or 28 appearances, which isn't bad. They've, they've all not been starts as well, so he's contributed some important goals as well, match-winning goals. I mean, last night was a it was a big, big goal on the way to a, a top victory. It has just been, it's probably been the more all-round stuff, the untidiness, the sloppiness <coughs> sometimes, the link-up play, the, by the way, the, the missed chances. There's been a lot of missed chances in there as well, and that's a striker's job. You need to keep putting yourself in there, and I would say he has done that. But it's, uh, it's just looking for, a again, just an improvement in pretty much the all-round performance. And, 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 and by the way, it needs to be. There actually needs to be like take nothing away for the goals that like you say it's not drastic to, to be sitting with eight goals at this stage of the season absolutely not but he's uh, it's just I think it's been the general nature of his play sometimes even the sometimes even the kind of body language and things I think as well again but I, I put that down to more a lack of confidence than actually no I, I trying think, or I think anything he's been feeling the pressure the game absolutely that watched, has you know he's he's been aware of the stick I think he commented on it himself mm -hmm. he was aware of the stick the criticism he was getting I think that's affected him to, to try and handle the pressure. And I have to say that the goal, the way he took it last night, that has to help his confidence going forward. Graham Rangers have given it a really good go in various at various points in Europe over the last few seasons. Sum up how how big this achievement is. Yeah, well, the, 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 there was a it is a massive achievement, but I hope we don't we don't get ahead of ourselves. But the, the main point I wanted to talk about that nobody's really talking about now is by finishing first and qualifying and straight into the last sixteen instead of finishing second or third. We've now eradicated a whole round and, and um, you know, we're not now playing three games a week until the 7th of March when it kicks off again. And I'm wondering if that's going to have a, a good knock-on effect in our league form, the fact that we can maybe get help recover some players that are injured um, and not to have a dig at my rivals in any way, but obviously Celtic are out of Europe, so they won't be doing the same. They won't be playing the three a week either. So I think it's actually huge, the fact that we are skipping the next round almost and going straight into the last 16. Um, I'm wondering what you guys think about that and how that could impact the, the, the league form. Well, listen, we have touched on it. Again, it is important that you're you're getting that, you, you are missing that round, particularly probably the time it is. You're just going to, I mean, I think the teams will be just be back into the, into the, into the swing of things after the break. Uh, and it gives you a chance to really focus on obviously the Scottish Cup comes on kind of around about that time as well but it gives you a real chance to focus on that league I mean what I would say is I think Rangers are coping pretty well at the moment under under Philippe Clement I think they've only only dropped points out of Aberdeen he's unbeaten after his 13-14 his games so things are going pretty well in that, in that regard but that's the business end of the season when you're going to be involved mm -hmm. in these games. So it's uh, I get what you're saying. I think when you the immediate focus now shifts to Sunday, which is a cup, it's the chance to put the silverware in the in the trophy cabinet uh, in, in the first silverware. It's the first silverware for for some players at Rangers. Will be the first silverware for the for, for the manager and his staff. So it's a it's a big chance. And then you've got league games, which now you have found yourself back in a in a live league title race at this moment in time and it's important you keep that momentum up and to be cynical about it and tongue in cheek slightly I like Graham's optimism that that'll help the injuries clear up because the injuries never seem to clear up <laughs> no, they don't you know and, and that's it has been a source of frustration by the sounds that from Philip Clement he's wanting to kind of really dig deep to find out the, the source of the problems because it is big players big players that Rangers can't really be affording to lose like long term but again like I say this team at this moment in time are finding a way to get results and continually win uh, thank you very much That was Graham On the line On that usual Number uh, Let's hear a bit from 
Philippe Clement on Kemal Roof and in fact it is Kemal Roof we're going to hear from my apologies he says he wants to make it to another Europa League final he thinks that experience in the competition can help and uh, hopes he's come back stronger from his injury I never doubt myself I think that's why I keep unfortunately have injuries come back and hopefully I show that I don't come back any worse I'll come back as a better player every time I come back um, and I'll keep doing it and that just comes down to the desire of me wanting to keep bettering myself you know what, Thursday nights is always special at this place. Um, I don't know what it is, there's just something about it. And we keep showing up and so far delivering. Um, hopefully we can get to the final again. But yeah, it's special. The history that we've, we've um, had so far definitely helps the belief and the confidence and the know-how and the experience. Everyone talks about experience in football and we've got that in this, in this uh, tournament. We know how to play the three games a week and also uh, travel, get a result, get a performance. Three games a week, that's nothing. We play five games a week of Beat the Pundit, so let's do it tonight. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. <laughs> For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Oh, it's been up and down this week. Two all. Oh, hello. Oh, it's got so, to that critical moment so again at the end of the week. Lost. Um, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL <laughs> teaming up to great effect uh, on separate nights obviously so if you want to come and try and win it for the listeners this week there's an extra special achievement attached to that signed ball it's 01419511025 and the lines close at 7 Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Simon Donnelly are here It's 01419511025 As you would expect Lots being said about Rangers' victory And group topping performance last night If you want to keep that going, you can do We've actually not really got on yet To what it means about Sunday And who plays and who doesn't And the fact that Aberdeen had a brilliant result as well Yes, a dead rubber But I don't think we're in a position uh, To start taking anything away From wins like that Against teams like Eintracht Frankfurt So... How do you feel about the weekend? Celtic fans, you've got big league business to take care of. If you get your thoughts in right now, we'll hear from you and Brendan Rogers. No, it won't be. That's a lie. It's John Kennedy on media duties today, uh, but we'll do that after this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. It is finally poised, right in the balance. Listeners to... Pundits 2 this week on Beat the Pundit. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL both lost. That means that tonight is the decider. Terry is in the south side. How's it going, Terry? Oh, Terry sounds quiet. Can we turn Terry up? Can you hear me, Terry? Oh, no. no. Terry sounds oh. like he's in the south side of Don't want any Mexico. excuses now. <laughs> he's miles away. Let's see if we can clear that up. <coughs> Let the producers do their thing. Um, just adds to the sense of drama, doesn't he? He doesn't want it. It's, been, it it's been quite the week on Beat the Pundit. Did you hear about Mark Wilson's faux pas? No. Right, so it was actually a really good game, to be fair to right. It was 5 all, uh-huh. and the, the listener was really good. Mark was quite good as well. And the question was, to the nearest year, yeah. what's the average age of players in the Scottish Premiership? So for what it's worth, the answer was 27. Right. Um, but Mark wrote down 2,000. Okay, because <laughs> right. he thought it meant like year of birth. Yeah, yeah. Or well, that would be twenty three anyway. So he's um, exactly, right, but so he's it wrong. was it was quite something. It has to be said. But I so. could give you a wee one about Andy Halliday as well. So I've seen him after that 
debacle of what went on that night where he was questioning the thing. I've ever oh. explained I've been Rangers were playing hearts, I've seen him. It's always and it was his mind. first thing he says to me. <laughs> Did you hear that on Monday night or whatever at night it was he was on? It's, it was a shambles. But hey, I still won though. I still won. They say. take it very seriously, Terry. How are you now? Let's hear you. Hi, sorry about that guy. Better. Oh, Terry. your fault. Not your fault, Terry. You're back. 30 seconds about to go on the clock. Let's find out your opponent. No heads. It will be Kenny Miller, who, by the way, I don't know what's going on with him. He's drinking about seven litres of water. He's been to the toilet five times. So if he has to go during Beat the Pundit, Simon will take over. <laughs> and it is as well. Can you hold it in for the next I'm 30 seconds? Now. I'm good for the next hour now. Yeah. <laughs> heads. Is that him? Uh, so it is, it's Kenny against Terry So we'll give Kenny some greatest hits radio to listen to And that way he can't hear what's going on You've got 30 seconds Terry Just answer as many as you can If you want to pass and move on That's fine by me, okay? Appreciate it Right, 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now What English club was Jack Butland on loan at last season? Uh, Manchester United What type of animal is Hart's mascot? Uh, pass Who's got more Scotland caps? Shankland or Nesbitt? Nice Which current Scotland international connects Dundee, Celtic and Club Bruges? Uh, Jack Henry Stuart Petrie is the current manager of which SPFL team? Say that again, sorry Stuart Petrie, manager of which SPFL team? Cup. In alphabetical order, who comes last in the Scottish Premiership? Uh, okay, let's bring Kenny back, are you ready? Are you still unbeaten this season? Oh God, then turn it in while we <laughs> No, are. but it's been a few it's, I feel like you've been on different nights It's thrown me off Aye I just wanted to hear you say it Right, okay uh, 30 seconds on the clock to Kenny Miller And his time starts now What English club was Jack Butland on loan at last season? Crystal Palace What type of animal is Hart's mascot? Pass Who's got more Scotland caps? Shankland or Nisbet? Nisbet What cur- current Scotland international connects Dundee, Celtic and Club Bruges? Jack Henry Stuart Petrie is the manager of which SPFL team? Montrose In alphabetical order who comes last in the Scottish Premiership? St Mirren Who's top of the Scottish Championship? Wraith Rovers And what Scotland international is the current captain of Fulham? Tom Kearney Terry, this is about speed versus accuracy We know that Miller was a runner in his day (laughs) He got through more questions But you sounded confident as well Do you think you've done enough? I don't know We'll see Oh that was a good game I like that Man United first I know rubbish But he didn't let it rattle you though Eh Nah nah, You recovered recovered well Sports psychologists everywhere Will be doing deep dives Into the Because there is a There is a Thought out there That getting the first question wrong Is a real damager On beat the pundit But You knew you had it wrong And Terry got it right That's when you knew We had the game in our hands Man United Was Jack Butlin's Lone club last season The Hearts mascot is Jam Tartner Jock the Jambo Is a Scotty dog Alright No okay. there you go It's uh, <laughs> so still 1-0 uh, Kevin Nisbet Does have more Scotland caps And you both got it Ooh. Well done Because I mean Obviously it's the right answer But I still thought You were going to say Shankland I, I, I can't really explain that Maybe because he's been In the squads more recently um, Never gets a game though So it's hard to win well, Nisbet Well there is that So it's 2-1 To Terry in the south side You both knew that Jack Henry is the player that connects Dundee Celtic and Club Bruges. So still Terry's one in front. Stuart Petrie is the manager of Montrose. Equaliser, Kenny Miller. Last in the table, alphabetically, is St Mirren. Both got it. Still level. Unbelievable. But... 
Are the guns coming out? Sorry, that's yeah. the question. Yeah. <laughs> you, you finish strong. Terry ran out of time. Wraith Rovers are top of the championship, and Tom Kearney oh, is the go. captain of a comfortable one. Uh, I'm devastated for you, Terry. That was very well done, but he's still get he's still got a bit of pace left, even at 50 or whatever age he is now. <laughs> Hard lines, Terry. Well yes, Terry. Well done. Good man. What are you thinking about your team? What are you thinking about your? Oh, listen, I listen. I like you, Terry. You're polite. You can stay and talk football with us. What are you thinking about Celtic tomorrow? Yeah, I fancy a 3 or 4 tomorrow Oh, confident I think the confidence will be high after getting my first win in 10 years at the old Champions League So, Well, there is a bit of that Because again, <coughs> this, this does feed into what midweek meant, Simon Mostly it was about the Champions League, yeah. quite clearly, right? Yeah. But that's why there's no such thing as like a completely meaningless dead rubber Had Celtic lost to Kilmarnock, then lost at home to Feyenoord yeah. Tonight's tone feels very different tomorrow's crowd turn up feeling very different don't they yeah absolutely I think you know it was described as a dead rubber but as I said there was a financial gain there but more than that I think it was a bit of pride you know the Celtic fans were out there wanting a performance wanting a win and as you quite rightly said I was down at Rugby Park and covered the game last week it was a huge disappointment particularly the second half so to get the win during the week it gives a wee bit of feel good factor that Terry's feeding off there as well uh, quite optimistic you know wanting a, a 3-4-0 win tomorrow I think Celtic will need to be at it uh, they were as I said disappointing in the second half at Rugby Park they have to bounce back from that and, and put a similar performance into the, the, the Hibs game before that because you know that gap has five but Rangers have got the game in hand so we have to you know go on a run now uh, and build and they'll certainly take some confidence from the European win the other night yeah, listen, I think uh, I think Celtic, I mean, again, at home, they're always going to be firm favourites. They've, they've had a wonderful result through the... And it's important that they did bounce back because that was a really poor second half. Second half it's dropped points yeah. as well. And it just, you know, it just brings Rangers back into it. There's definitely as much as Celtic ahead. I think momentum is with Rangers at this moment in time. Again, they've had their, like their own good result through the week as well. So Celtic, it's important that, yeah, they've bounced back and they've got a wonderful Champions League win. It's important to bounce back in the league as well and get back to winning ways and three points mm. on the board. Because yeah. it would have been that, wouldn't it? It would have been, we saw the reaction to Kilmarnock and it's all understandable. Um, it, it would have been... It would have been quite quite a frosty build up to yeah, this one. Listen, Gordon, that's how it works. That's how football works, uh, particularly uh, the size of the clubs. You know, there's a, always a pressure on you. As I said, I, I covered the game down at, at Rugby Park last week. They get themselves in front. I, I didn't see that second half performance coming. You have to give Kilmarnock huge credit. You know, Derek McInnes has went in at half time and got a reaction out of his team uh, that went on and deservedly won the game. But it just puts that pressure on again. You know, you're. I think the cliche, you're two games away from an absolute crisis. So to bounce back, and as Terry said, it gets that wee monkey off the back as well in terms of the Champions League. They get a win, the feel-good factor's there, and you have to take that into the, the performance tomorrow. Um, let's hear a bit from, and I false advertised earlier, my apologies. I mean, it's usually Brendan Rodgers, but of course, every now and then, um, when it's been back-to-back -back or wall-to-wall -wall press conferences, assistant managers will take over John Kennedy. It says that Cameron Carter, Vickers and Dyson Maida are available for tomorrow's game after injury. He says Maida's return is a big boost for the team's attack. The game we want to play, we want to be you know, as fast and uh, keep the intensity of the game up as, as much as we can. And, and Dyson, as, as you all know, he, he kind of triggers a lot of that for us, you know, in terms of he shuts down the time teams get to set up attacks, you know, in terms of 
even if a team want to play direct, he can get to the ball without them being able to play accurate long balls. Um, but on the flip side of that, in terms of how he attacks, he attacks the back line and, and penetrates any sort of space the opposition leave. So having speed in our team is really important. Um, it's an important aspect. And I think when you know we, when he's not there, you, you recognise that. You know you, you sometimes lack in certain areas of the game. So it's great to have him back. How big a boost is that, Simon? Yeah, he's been a big player since his time at the club. You know, John touches on it there. He brings huge energy to the team. Uh, sometimes he can maybe show a wee bit more composure. I think we've said on the show before, if he did have that little bit, he'd maybe not be at Celtic because mm. he's got everything else to his game. Uh, his work rate's phenomenal and it he, he really does affect the team positively. Uh, so it's nice to see him back. Carter Vickers, obviously, close to being back as well. Uh, these guys are big players, you know, over the last couple of seasons of success at Celtic, so it's important to get them back. I think just if we're talking about specific criticisms, Kenny, something we keep hearing in the last few weeks when things haven't been great for Celtic is that there's a, a lack of intensity or a lack of energy. So you just know that Maida brings that. Whatever, as Simon says, whatever's missing elsewhere, <clears throat> that's like, that's the constant. And it's both sides of the game as well. It's yeah. not just it's not just in the ball and in terms of their attacking play. It's how he can press. It's his work ethic. It's his tracking back and helping out defending. Uh, but again, John Kennedy talking about it, about that penetration in bat line. That's what he gives, you know, because he's also he's like Seema to that extent. They want the ball they want behind. They he's want to run. run. They yeah. want to show their runner. pace. They want to use the assets that they've got. And that's what Dyson made has got. I think his movement off that left-hand side is really, really good. He's always there available to take it, but he's also, he recognises the right time to spin and attack back lines. And you know, he's, he wants to get goals, he wants to get in the box, but he brings that intensity, he brings that energy to the team. And it's something, you know what, there's probably no other player in the league that yeah. actually does it to the level that he does it. So you're obviously going to miss that in your team. Even just from like an options, you know, a, num <clears throat> a numbers perspective, yeah. because there's been a real debate a lot about Mikey Johnson and, and Yang and whether they're good enough. And what, then, if he, in fact, both of them, not only are they good enough right now, but what does it say about the club's recruitment? Why is Yang being signed if he's not good enough? Why is Mikey Johnson still playing? So even just, even just for more options in, in those areas must be beneficial. Yeah, he's, he's different to those two. Completely, uh, and he, 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 poses, he poses questions on the back line. I've always thought since he's been at the club for the two years or so he's been there, I'd hate to play against him. I really would because he just wants to go in behind time and time again. Uh, add to that the defensive qualities he's got. You know, his work ethic is not. You know, it's it's on its own. His, his work rate is incredible, and as I say, he brings something different to the other two, and he's obviously ahead of those two if he's fit. So it, it brings something to the, the Celtic front line. I think it makes it stronger. Straight in tomorrow or managed? It depends. Or? It, listen, it depends on the fitness. I mean, you've got sports science and everything nowadays. I'd imagine it'll be back there with a view to start. Uh, it depends. I'm not mm. sure if he'll start the game. Busy period coming up, I suppose. Joseph's a Celtic fan. How are you, Joseph? Uh, good evening, Gordon, uh, Kenny and Simon. Uh, I was watching the game last night, uh, Gordon, Mm -hmm. And I thought they were absolutely fantastic. Deserved to win and all the best to them. But I all want to, you know, I know about we Simon, because I was listening to Pep Guardiola talking a couple of minutes ago about how good Rangers are not that. But that wasn't the way he was. He totally wants. But as well as Simon, are there any news on a badder? Uh, in terms of when you're coming back, back I, th yeah. I think John back, I think John Kennedy said himself today that he's still a couple of weeks mm -hmm. away. Is that is is he one that you're thinking's a particular uh, miss at the moment, of, Joseph? Honestly, Gordon, he's one of my favourite players. One the guy's the guy's dangerous. 
certainly very productive. We know we've, we've seen that, haven't we, Kenny, over yeah. the over the time, and that would that would go linked into the Maeda conversation. Just more options in that area. I think that's your first choice too. If you're if Celtic were playing a cup final tomorrow or or an mm. old firm or, or any any big game, I think it would be Maeda on one side and a bad on the other. I, th- I really like a badder. Obviously, he's still a really young player. Still, not, still not Palmer then. Not done enough I, yet. Listen, I think he's a good. He's different. He's mm-hmm. a different type of player. So if you're talking energy and, and intensity and pace and and that kind of real like fullbacks don't want to be kind of playing against anybody with real pace. I don't think Palmer's got that same level of pace. I, I like about I think he's so direct. He's so hungry to score goals. He gets in, he gets in the box at the back post when the ball's on the opposite side. He just puts defenders on the back foot with how direct he is in his pace. So uh, I, th- I think for me, that I think that's Celtic's first choice. So I think that was the first choice too at the start of the season. Unfortunately, they've been missing for quite a bit now. Where's Luis Palma in this, I think, Simon? I think, I don't know if I but go which with, one? I don't know if I go with Kenny. Which one you're leaving out? I think if everybody was fit just now, mm-hmm. I'd possibly leave a bad out. Mm-hmm. Joseph, how big a boost is it to have Maeda back? Brilliant. It's a especially, especially the Rangers again coming up because he'll be right up for the cellar. Don't worry about that. I'm not, I'm not worried at all. I'm sure he will be. Um, no, no, I'm not saying you. <laughs> Endy is, is, is worried. Shouldn't shouldn't be worried. I, I do. I get it in the end. Um, that that is going to be it because we all we do this. We've been doing this for weeks. Everybody, no, no, I don't mean you, Joseph. <laughs> to, to, to reverse it, um, I'm talking to Simon and Kenny. Generally, we always look at the thirtieth. Because yep. that's what you do. There's, there's a lot can happen before then. Of course, Rangers might or might not have silverware. That's going to put an entirely different spin on things. Uh, some two some tough fixtures three, in I think, as well. Three, three, three I think. Yeah. So, yeah, of course, Boxing Day. But that's it. That's the mindset now, isn't it? I think once you're in mid-December, is, that race the, is on. The games. Listen, Kenny will tell you that the games in between are hugely significant <laughs> as well. Yeah. I mean, the, the final for, for Rangers on Sunday is massive. Uh, Celtic have a chance tomorrow to increase that gap if they win albeit they've maybe played a couple of games more but there's three games before the two of them meet it's yeah well and I think I think that's what John Kennedy was trying to get across yeah. today because he, he said you know kind of reminding the players just to focus on performances and not really worry about that that pressure that comes about points again that's the one we don't want to get too caught up in you know you know what's the gap now and you know we need the points and everything else we just concentrate on you know what makes us a good side because um, when we come away from that and we start thinking too much, you know, that's when things slow down, that's when you start second guessing yourself. Um, so for us, it's just full commitment to the way that we play. We know if we do that properly, more often than not, we'll bring results, which brings the points, which then gives you your, your lead that you've obviously set with at the moment. That's perfectly fine, John, but to us, we can talk about gaps all day long. Um, and we will as well. And we, we, you know, we've said it numerous times in different whether it's even somebody plays Saturday somebody plays Sunday somebody plays lunchtime yeah. somebody plays later said before you can't you can't polish this Celtic would rather be in the League Cup final but yeah. at the same time fine you, you take it for what it is you try and get the points on the board everybody knows that's better or more desirable than games in hand and and put the pressure on that way. I take it that's like the only option available. And also, they would rather be two points ahead, five points ahead, than two points behind, five points. So, yep. so the gap's important. You work hard to get it. You work hard to get the lead. Uh, it's always hard to maintain that. You know, you've, you've got. You're always going to have another team chasing you down hard. 
Again, everybody, whether they like to admit it or not, you always look they at always the other one. You always look at the next result. You always. know it's coming. You know, and like you say, it's always <clears> earlier or later or the day before or the yeah. day after. I mean, what Celtic have got is actually an opportunity tomorrow to extend it and get the points in the bag. I think they'll have the same next weekend as well. They play on the Saturday, Rangers play on mm -hmm. the Sunday. Yep. So they've got the opportunities to really assert the pressure on the Rangers. You know, what it does is, if they don't, Rangers now have got yeah, the pressure to, get, like, yep. to gain yep. in, in, the, in the title race so it's, uh, it's important Celtic have got the lead at the moment and they've earned it you know, they've got a big game tomorrow where they can go and extend it against a good team by the way Hearts are a good team so it won't be easy Celtic fans, Hearts fans what are you thinking? 01419511025 get your calls in we'll try and speak to you next Taking your calls on Scottish football 01419511025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Simon Donnelly and Kenny Miller are here It's 01419511025 Or you can send us a tweet at ClydeSSB Before we do anything else Let me give you this question The Full Time Teaser With Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride Slad wall panels available in seven colours Now in stock at East Kilbride At competitive prices Right, it is very topical, very straightforward And I actually think it's one that Kenny Miller will eat up so maybe we'll test Simon so Donnelly's me. knowledge and then you can help him. Uh, can you name the last 10 Rangers players to score in a League Cup final? Thanks to Michael Tain for sending this in. The last 10 Rangers players to score in a League Cup final. Um, Aberdeen fans, I had a wee look. I thought we'll involve Aberdeen in this question. But for all those League Cup finals you've played in recent times, there's always been a nil Attached, unfortunately. Mm. So, um, who were the last ten Rangers players to score in a League Cup final? Simon Donnelly, Novo. Hey. Yes, well done. Oh, great. We're going to have to do a few for that game, aren't we? Just to remind me. Oh, was it against you? Mm, might have been. Might have been a convincing one. Uh, Yelovich. Yep. Davis. Uh huh. From is this, the same. Is this all for the one game? Uh, no, no, those two are. Different. Those two are from the same, the same game. game. A different yeah. game. And go on, get the obvious out of the yeah, way. Come on. Me. Yep, you. Okay. Uh, St Mirren nil Rangers won 2010 Quite a significant one um, is, that the, is that the cup final You talk about most? Aye Yeah yep. That'd be like that? the standout one Yep Nine men Down to nine men Against oh, St Mirren Yep yep. 2010 Yeah What was that like? The, the, hard in it. it was hard It was really really hard The nine men <clears throat> Like There was I mean, You were actually At a point where You're, like, you're no playing a position as an attacker yep. Defenders are still Obviously doing the defensive mm -hmm. stuff In the air But as an attacker You're having to get back Every And minute. actually defend And try and plug gaps it's, I mean that's a big old pitch That Hamden to be down to Like have one man down Never mind two But uh, yeah Luckily enough on the day it, it went our way Was the pitch heavy as well I feel like watching it No is that, yeah, is that I just think it felt alright Maybe just my heavy legs Trying well. to move forward at the end Because <laughs> it, was, it was an absolute shift Yeah there is a bit of that um, Yeah it was And it was that, That's the one Walter Smith makes the Yep that's the kind of famous image, isn't it? Remind me of the circumstances. Well, what he done was I think he, he allowed Kenny McDowell and Alan McCoy to kind of take the team. And I think when it was Danny Wilson got sent off second, he kind of he came down for his seat and he took charge. And he was he was literally on directing traffic and pulling us in. And put, I think I must have been across speaking to him about three or four. And he's like, "You need to do this. You need to get that. You need to get back in." And right, <laughs> we're trying, we're trying, but you know, it went our way. And I, I do actually love the the. The camera when it goes to the, the gaffer on the side when I'm actually heading it, he's, he kind of heads it with yeah, me, does, yeah, you yeah. know, and then obviously all celebrations kick off. That one of good that, that, that we one of your defining sort of memories of him. 
Yeah, listen, there's like, so many in impact terms, on a game think, or whatever. Well, definitely in, in terms of the impact on a game. I think there's so many people have got stories over how he how he done certain things to the games. I mean, obviously, impact is so much more like as a as a player and as a as a as a human sure. being as well off the field and things. But that day as well, again, it just because you're down to nine men, it's a, it's, it's not a, a regular occurrence. I no. think over my career, it was twice it happened. Yep. And, and it's tough, and a final you know, as well. but in a, a cup final. final, where by the way, again, I've told this story a million times. We had an opportunity, I think Celtic had been knocked out of the the Scottish Cup because that was a March final. This wasn't in the December, mm-hmm. December, uh, kind of November time, it was the March final. We actually went out in a replay of the Scottish Cup to Dundee United that week. Because I think Celtic were already out, so there was chatty, a treble. We were 3 1 up at Ibrox actually against Dundee United, and they scored two late goals, took us up to Tannice, and we lost. I think we lost 2 1 or something. And uh, and then we were down to, down to nine men in the cup final. You're thinking all of, all of a sudden you've been talking about trebles. Yeah. Now you're going to be lucky if you just I mean the league was done. That it was we were well ahead in the league that year. But you think you might only be left with the league here. But luckily enough, we got mm. that goal late on and, and and we won both. Well, Stuart is a Rangers fan. It doesn't matter much where he's from because he's still in Seville. I think Stuart is that right? Hi, Gordon. Yeah, I'm still in Seville, mate. I'm just at the airport just now. Is it nice to have a good football memory to bring back from Seville? Obviously, Rangers had their yeah. issues there. Celtic have. The Scotland team had couldn't even do it recently as well. So, a nice change this time. Yeah, I was apprehensive about coming back, to be honest. Like, I was here <laughs> for the finals at the stadium for the final. But, uh, yeah, this one, was, this one feels sweet. Especially the way the game went as well. It just it makes it so much better, doesn't it? It's just such a, a brilliant game to... Yeah, did it feel that way in the stadium? We've obviously had most calls from people who who watched on at home. What was the feeling like over there? And you know, even yeah, before the game, were you, were you a bit sort of? I don't know. You tell me. What was the mood before the game? Did you expect the, the night that you then had in store? Uh, yeah, so I came across uh, my two barn-laws. So the three of us were talking before the game. Um, weren't really expecting a result. Obviously, hoping for the best. Like we want to go into the game, we want every game. That's just what you want to do. But yeah, we're just hoping for the best. So. I kind of thought we'd get, if we got away with a draw, it'd be okay. But obviously, we don't really want to drop into the conference. Uh, also, like I say, in the Europa League, so we knew like it was kind of win or bust for us. But I mean, like for me, see when Dester scored that 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 goal, I was like, "What is going on here?" Do you know what I mean? Like, no one expected that, did they? Have you been a Dessers critic, a Dessers defender, or you know, how would you describe what what's, what it's been like this season? I was I wasn't keen on him. No, I, I didn't think he was. He, I just didn't think he was for us. I just thought like maybe as a maybe there's a player in there, and maybe he is a good player, but he's just not the chemistry's not right. Or it's just it's just not linking up right. Do you know what I mean? There was just one of them. I wasn't quite sure. But uh, yeah, when he did hit last night, I thought, whoa, let's get on here, man. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Hopefully, we see more of that on Sunday. You know, the criticism Kenny's been, the the detailed criticism we've spoken about it many times is what type of player even is he? You know, it's fine having good <clears> games, bad games, but. What are, the, what are the strengths? What are the attributes? So to take the goal in the way that he did, I wonder if that, I don't know, everybody, maybe maybe it was a good fortune or is that is that a sign of things to come? Is that the type of player that he can maybe be? Is it too early for that stuff? No, I guess he's, I, I would not get carried away with a, with the with night. It was a wonderful goal. You know, I've actually, I've seen him do that type of thing earlier in the season as well, where he, I think it's been more on the other side, where he was kind of looking to shoot on on his on his right, coming in for the other side and chopping back in on his left. Like, it's a fake shot, you know, you're hoping for yeah. the defender to slide and buy it. Last night it did. And then he had the composure actually to kind of line it back up, set it back up on his right foot and then and then pass it under the goalkeeper's legs. But what I've also seen is a number of times he's been in that situation, league games, I think the St Mirren was one, Livingston, there was, and he's, he's 
kind of he never showed the confidence and the belief that he showed last night. So I think I'm like everybody and all the fans and and probably hopefully Philippe Clement as well. Hopefully that can kick him on. You know, he can kick him on and he can take real belief that because the cup final on, on Sunday, what an opportunity to go make yourself a hero and maybe start mm. to kind of turn the fans that have been criticising you over the course of the season. Let's try and make it about Sunday for the first time, Stuart. How does this how does this all kind of set you up for the weekend? Oh, it's a huge confidence boost, isn't it? Um, especially for Dessas as well, because I, I bet I'm not the only one that was a, a bit of a critic of him, and I bet there's a lot of people out there thinking that this guy's not good enough, he's not dangerous quality, but composure he showed for me, it's all about the composure there to, to, to take that and, and beat those two guys, send them to the shop, and then just make the keeper as well, right, for the keeper's legs. Uh, what more could you want? So, yeah, I think that's a great confidence boost for for himself and for the team as well to come away with a result when, like like you said to me at the start of the call there, the the memories we've got since Zell are, are, are terrible, aren't they? They're absolutely shocking. So, um, yeah, that's that's a great memory and hopefully the boys enjoyed it. And I'll be honest, I'm pretty sure you may have not seen this on the camera. I don't know if you had Gabs or, or Andy was out here watching the game, but do you know, was, was Jack Butland, did he have a wee tear in his eye at the end of the game when we were singing his song? Because to me, it certainly looked like he did. Oh, good question. I don't know. Andrew was there. I didn't ask him about tear watch, but um, one thing's for sure, he's he's been important as well, Kenny, hasn't he? We don't really need to mention him as much tonight because yeah. he's had a lot of praise, but um, it's it's he's, he's obviously been a key part of it so far. He's been a massive part. Anytime saves have needed to be made, he's made them. You know, like, he's made a few big saves, but I just think it's not just about his, his ability as a goalkeeper. I think as a, as a player and as a person within the dressing room, as a leader... Uh, demanding the right things you see him even when he's not involved in the game like, he takes charge when he manages things really really well towards the end of the games if he's winning and you see guys try to know he's like calm down up the field it's at the end we're, we're winning we need to make sure we get the points and, and get the result I just think he's been a really positive influence on the on the rest of the team Does Aberdeen's result in Europe last night Stuart do you take any notice of that does that you know does that play into what you said about Rangers, they're set up well for it. How do you feel about Sunday from Aberdeen as a challenger? I, I didn't see the result yesterday, mate, I'll be honest. Uh, we arrived to Seville first thing yesterday morning and then it was a case of uh, dump the bags in the tail. Yeah, he's a few cervezas deep by then, isn't he? He's on the sangria by that point. They beat Eintracht Frankfurt 2-0, in case you hadn't heard by now. Um, right, okay. Which... It was mad. Any of the players get injured, Gordon? Well, do you know, this is the thing, and I'll, I'll, you'll, you'll think I'm on the survey. Says Aberdeen reserves beat Eintracht Frankfurt two yeah. 0 because they made they made eight oh, changes. Right, okay. um, bizarre and brilliant, though. You know, for for them, wasn't it? So it, yeah. it feels like it. It's nice to have two teams going into a final feeling good about themselves. Yeah, it's Simon, set, it's set up nicely. We said at the, the top of the show, both teams will take huge confidence. Uh, and as I said earlier, I watched a few. Aberdeen's performances in Europe and they've been okay they've been decent they've been uh, in every game haven't they they've been, oh, they've been yeah. competitive yeah. in every yeah, game yeah and they've they've been been behind the last game at Helsinki they went behind but they, they pegged it back uh, Majofsky you know would be a big miss if he wasn't fit obviously that goes without saying but the two strikers scored last night so I think they'll go in and find Fettel as will Rangers I think Rangers are obviously the, the heavy favourites but I think both teams can take something from the results, mm. you know, midweek. The only real difference, well, you know, we don't maybe players coming back, but in terms of dropping out, Stuart Sifuentes, we know he suspended. Did Rangers find their solution to that last night then? Yeah, I think Sterling played well last night when he came on. Um, obviously, start, Sifuentes started and then he came off at half time and come on, I'm pretty sure said in his interview after he's taken a bit of a knock as well. So, interesting to see 
what happens with that. But I thought Sterling played really well when he came on. Um, the biggest, I mean, if I'm going to say there's a frustration yesterday, the frustration with me was the sort of 90th minute. That, eight, from 85 minutes until the full whistle, we were absolutely terrified. I mean, there's a couple of times Seema had the chance to take it to the corner. Matondo, he should have took it to the corner as well, and he shot from 30 yards, and we were all kind of screaming. He's like, what is going on here, lads? Like, just show a bit of composure, just take it to the corner, just kill the time and keep the ball. So that was the only thing for me, but like Sterling playing in that, playing in that sort of central defense, like central defensive midfielder role, mm-hmm. I thought he, thought he did really well. What time's the flight home? Uh, we're just walking down the sort of gangway, they're now onto the plane. <laughs> so we're, uh, we're, there's people kind of looking around, but I don't know if anyone knows them on the radio, but it's like, I love that. Okay. Someone from, from, from in the stadium last night, this guy's getting on the plane. Yeah. I think people are just desperate to speak to you a lot. Thanks, Stuart. Safe trip home. Yeah, thanks very much, Gordon. Speak to you later. Good, man. Good timing that as well there, Stuart. Literally getting on the plane. Yeah. Getting told to put his phone away as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> Fasten seatbelt yep. sign sort of thing. Um, but from an Aberdeen perspective, we were looking at this last night because I think in Scottish football we do a bit of soul searching, don't we? And we, we can't be too congratulatory when a team doesn't qualify, right? Because ultimately that's kind of what we need to aim for. But if you look at how tough that group was I mean let's be honest on paper if I'd asked you will Aberdeen get through it I think you would both have said no yeah. they were comfortably third with a, a, a decent points tally you know better than most of the other third, a few goals. most of the other third place teams look at some of the remember some of the the VAR decisions and refereeing decisions they were on the end yeah, of just a, think, what was the, the penalty was incredible so bad yeah. um, can they be can they be relatively satisfied with their European campaign I think so. I think it falls into the same kind of category as maybe what Celtic have over the last couple of seasons in the Champions League. That they've, they've been in the games and through through spells they've played really really well. Maybe in an Aberdeen, like from Aberdeen perspective, it's maybe just that lack of experience of of the level and, and playing in Europe and having to juggle between Thursdays and Sundays and, and the domestic scene as well. Maybe it's just kind of played its little part. But what I would say is every single time you've seen Aberdeen in Europe, they have been in the game. I mean, even throwing that two 0 lead away, is there a bit yeah. of inexperience to there? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Barry was actually given, he was questioned about the substitutions that he made that night. Listen, I thought they were actually really unlucky in the game to qualify for the Europa League as well. They had a really big opportunity. If I remember with Miofsky who went through, very similar to the opportunity scored against Rangers actually a few weeks ago, but easier. And he put it past the post to give them a lead in that game. So it was, uh, listen, I think they've done pretty well over it. Again, like you say, you never celebrate kind of like failing and, and, and not qualifying, but they were competitive in every game, they scored goals. They've showed up well in, in most of the games. So, yeah, I think they can. And they've finished on a high, beating a really, yeah. really good team. Similarly to Rangers, although Rangers got the job done, um, you know, the the failure to beat Helsinki, drawing twice with the, yeah. the, the lowest ranked team in the group, or sort of, you know, the kind of easiest opponent, that would be obviously a huge frustration. What about the weekend from Aberdeen's perspective then? Because as we said, they made eight changes. Um, yeah, so they're not in great form, the players that are going to be playing on, uh, on Sunday. So, <laughs> see the guys that thought they were being rested for yeah. the final, are they now finding themselves actually getting an extended rest? That's, that's the way it works sometimes. I think, I said there, Mayofsky's the obvious one. If he's fit, he'll play. Yeah. But it gives, you know, Barry Robson, you know, it gives them options. These guys have mm. come in, they've got a fantastic result in Europe, and sometimes it's wee quirks of fate, right place at the right time, where a performance might win you a jersey on Sunday. Great goal last night, Sockler wasn't it? Who Great looks finish. like Miofsky, moves like Miofsky, and he wears nineteen, and Miofsky wears nine. So it's really hard to. <laughs> to um, I did some highlights for 
another broadcaster last a couple of weeks ago and trying to tell them apart <laughs> yeah. was a nightmare. Um, it's a great finish. I think there's a bit of the team selection on both sides because I think if Campbell will be available, mm-hmm. obviously never travelled, I, I think he's got to play, but would it be harsh to leave anybody out of that performance? I think Leon Balligan's known the squad. He's the Rangers bring the young lad still in into the middle of the park. See, this, it depends if Ryan Jack's fit. Yeah. Ryan Jack mm-hmm. might be fit and available, you just don't know. I think if Ryan Jack's fit, he plays. Uh, for me and then you've, you've got the question mark up front is Kamar Roof fit enough to start a game because it, I think that would be the four areas for me in the Rangers team and the same for Baez he might now have questions good options by yeah. and, and good kind of questions to answer in his own mind about his team selection because that team have went and beat Eintracht Frank well, Eintracht Frank will beat Bayern Munich 5-1 yeah. at the weekend you know and they've, they've got mm-hmm. a wonderful result so listen, really, I don't know what Barry will do with his team I think He's had good success against Rangers, so he's got a blueprint there yeah. that he knows that his team can go and compete and, and cause Rangers problems. Yeah. So basically, Aberdeen are better than Bayern Munich and Kilmarnock are a shoe-in to win the Dutch league next season. Yeah, and Rangers are better than Real Madrid. That's weird, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Brilliant. We've, we've figured it all out. Um, how beneficial psychologically even, right? Because I'm thinking more, well, you've, you've seen a lot of it from the Rangers' perspective, but sometimes when the so-called underdogs go to Hamden, you know, it's the occasion, it's, it's the pressure... This Aberdeen team not not scarred by anything against Rangers this season. They've no. gone to Ibrox and won. They've done it in Glasgow. Yes, it was Michael Beale's team and it was falling apart at the end. But they've also drawn with Philippe Clement's team as well. Yeah. And it was a last minute penalty yeah. decision that got the that got the result for Rangers. I mean, I think even back, it's what I, mean, I refer more to Barry Robson because he's played against this team. Uh, or he's played against Rangers four times now as a manager he's got two wins a draw and he's only had that one defeat which was at the end of last season after the split 1-0 at Ibrox so he knows I, th- I think the way Barry sets his team up I think it suits him to play against Rangers I think he can play that kind of 5-4 and he's one and he can be that little bit defensive he knows he's going to have those kind of transition moments that he got in the game at Petodri a couple yeah. of weeks ago where Sokler went through and then obviously Miofsky got his goal I just think he's it suits him the way he wants to kind of set his team up. So listen, it's, it's all there to be played for for both teams. The games have been really, really close that, that, that over the last kind of six months or so between the pair. Final call for Stuart and his team. I can just hear them <laughs> getting waved onto the plane. Uh, right, tonight's teaser then. Can you name the last 10 Rangers players to score in a League Cup final? You've got Miller, Davis, Jelovic and Novo. Simon, you get any more? It's too easy for him. Uh, how far back does it go? Mm, quite far. McCoist. Not that far. Uh, <laughs> this century. You get any more? Morelos. Of course he does. He's the most recent. A 2 1 defeat against Celtic 2023. My big partner. Your big partner, Boyd. Yep. Was that the extra time game? Was it Dundee United? Yeah, 2008. Two, that was year, yeah, the year before I came. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, four to get, there. and we will get them next. Cash for Kids <clears throat> Mission Christmas With J&D Pierce, Scotland's premier structural steel specialist Changing landscapes across the UK I make a living out of asking stupid questions on this show So here's another one Would you like to win a brand new BMW 1 Series? Yes, of course you would Well, thanks to Arnold Clark That is the reality And it is as simple as sending a text 84901 text the word car to 84901 the text costs a standard network rate message and here's the bit that really makes a difference it also sends a £5 donation to Cash for Kids every penny of that £5 straight to children that need it and then you're in the draw for the brand new car so every night I describe it as like the ultimate win-win 
because it really is a £5 donation to charity and maybe a brand new BMW as well. The thing now is though there's a bit of urgency here because you're running out of time. The lines close at 6pm tomorrow, Saturday the 16th. It's over 18s only and the full T's and C's are at Clyde One. Dot com. I would hate for it to get to 5 past 10 past 20 past 6 tomorrow and you've missed the boat on this so go and, you might as well do it right now text car to 84901 number 1 for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Kenny Miller and Simon Donnelly uh, We are looking for some answers on this teaser which is can you name the last 10 Rangers players to score in a League Cup final You are doing what I mean Kenny's doing he's most doing of the yeah, work but fine Morelos, Jelovic, Davis, Miller Boyd and Novo Lovenkrantz Yes that was like his cup final era, wasn't it? Peter Lovenkrantz. Any more? Moros. Oh, against your old, against your another favourites. It was early as well, wasn't it? Yeah, right so through, That was yeah. the first cup final I ever attended. As a, obviously, because Motherwell don't get too many. And 91, I was one and a half, wasn't it? I, I was at that one. Um, well, that one turned out all right. Yep. And when in 2005, and that would be like peak. So, where you know, like, you been then? Like 15-ish, you know, like... All pals for school Was like tears? Such excitement No I, I'm more of a crier At happy moments Than sad <laughs> moments I would say A heavy defeat isn't Rage it? it's, anger. it's not the type of thing That would But I felt like You know I felt like Some sort of Emotion Because I think the excitement lasted. Someone would need to tell me. Moros's goal feels like it was really early, was it? I think it was. I think it ran through pretty early. And just that was it over. Then. <laughs> Never really getting any better. Anyway, um, I digress. Two to get, and we'll get them before the end of the show. Speaking of Motherwell, do you like that seamless transition? Good at that. There's something there in terms of fight and spirit, yeah. and they they're, they're doing something for this manager clearly. You can't, you can't keep going on a, on a winless run It's St Mirren away tomorrow It's Difficult another one. tough one Where are we on that situation? Everyone's tough I think for more of this one. But Yeah exactly and, and Where are we at now? Is it 12 or 13? Mm-hmm. 13? Mm-hmm. Yep 13 games on it's, it's just an incredible <coughs> run It needs to come to an end There has been positives within it In terms of late equalisers Obviously a, a, a big point against Celtic uh, but yeah, listen, you need a win, you need a win quick. It's still incredible to actually think that they're still where they're still sitting in the table. And by the way, one win away for or a couple of wins away for kind of jumping back up as well. So they've got an opportunity. Listen, St. Mirren are no probably in great form at this moment in time either. So it's a chance for uh, it's a chance for them to put it right. Listen, the game will be competitive. They've, they've, they've done some good stuff, but they need to get back. Mm. But by the way, they don't even need to play well. They just need yeah, to win. Get a result. Yeah, where is the balance, Simon? Because as we Obviously, this is just stating the obvious. You cannot keep going on when you know w- without winning games. But once you've got to this point, in isolation, you know a, a narrow defeat at St Mirren is, is not is not a disgrace. And then you play Rangers Christmas Eve, and obviously they'd be heavy favourites. <laughs> but to go back to this one that kicked it off, you also can't keep not winning games. So how do if you're the mother hierarchy, or even if you're Stuart Kettlewell, how do you get your head round the challenge? You just have to. You have to try and get that win on the board. As I say, they look as if they've got the fight. They've come back late last week and got the point. Uh, they certainly showed as if they had the fight at Celtic Park where they got a point. You'd have thought they'd have kicked on from that. But they need a win from somewhere. If you said the saving grace is I'm looking at the table, you know, three points from mid-table. But they just need to find that win. I'm not convinced they'll get it tomorrow though because... 
I think that's a tough place. I know they hadn't been on a, a great run, but they got a good win last week, mm-hmm. and it'll be a tough one tomorrow. I wouldn't be surprised with a and, draw. And look, Dundee have been very good and well done to them, but Ross County are at home to Dundee, so they would see that as, as winnable, at least. Um, Livy, El Livy Plastico, they're, they're really struggling, struggling but yeah. again, at home, at home to Kilmarnock, it's like it's, it's at least in the winnable category. There's no guarantee any of them, you know, old St Johnson Hibs as well, I'm sure. Um, the travelling fans will be delighted to see Craig Levine and give him a, a nice reception. Um, so it's a really interesting fixture card overall, isn't it? Yeah, and I think everybody's got their own reasons and importance of why they would want to win this game. Celtic again to extend their lead. Livingston, are again, another team need a win. Yeah. They're not just on a, a not win, they're on a bad losing run mm-hmm. yeah. of fixtures as well. So it's an opportunity. And they're starting to get a little bit cut adrift at the bottom of that league. So it's important that they try and get a win. Kamanaka want to maintain their good form that they're in and cementing their place in the top six. Ross County had a wee upturn in, in, under, under Derek Adams. Dundee have been going well under Tony Dock. So uh, St Johnston again, same with Craig Levine. But listen, every game's got it. Every game's got something in it. And, and again, every single one of them will want to get three points. Yeah, if for you're one a, reason or if you're a Kilmarnock fan, you've gone to Petaudry and won and backed that up with a win against Celtic. Yep. Saying, don't mess that up away to Livy. No, um, that, that, that's, that's kind of what Scottish football does, you know, because it is so tight and teams end up not being able to put that run together, don't they? Yeah, but I, I fear for Livingston. They, they they can't score a goal. Kilmarnock are coming down they're no strangers to the plastic pitch and they're in good form I think Kilmarnock will win I think Livingston are really struggling at the moment I don't see when you're struggling to score goals you're not winning games and as Kenny says they are about to be cut adrift I think Kilmarnock will win yeah, it's a tight little section below the bottom well, it's all tight isn't it but the, the bottom seem, I think most people expect the, the real strugglers to come from kind of Motherwell St Johnson Livy maybe you know Ross County. I know Aberdeen are still there, but and Europe is separate. Surely you can't beat Eintracht Frankfurt in the same season that you 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 stay down there, can you? I mean, they've got two games in hand over Motherwell. Is that what's maybe skewing things? Well, not so much, I think, because they've not got two games in hand on teams above them. You know, sure. you, you look at Dundee, same games, same Dundee, games yeah. and they've got a game to Ross County. It's just important to win games. I mean, yeah. Aberdeen, you, you can't see them staying there, but we're fifteen games into a season, well past the like. A third of the season now and they're still there they've still not they've won four games out of 15 it's not enough you know so they need to turn it will it turn now that they're out of Europe and they're, they can really kind of focus on it listen their eyes like Rangers will be on the cup final sure. but it's a chance to put some real positivity to the season at an early stage right you two need two more of the last 10 Rangers players to score in a League Cup final thanks to Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Bright for helping us out make sure you check out their trade counter down on Colville's Road Morelos, Jelovic, Davis, Miller, Boyd, Novo, Moros and Lovenkrantz. Same game. It's the same name, the they scored game. five. Do you really need me to remind both, you? Both in the same game? Yes. Ferguson scored not. No, one of these guys is the hardest on the list by a mile because he's an unlikely guy to even get one goal, but he got two in that game. His nationality would give it away. I'm almost certain of it. He's the same nationality as Giorgio Samaras. Kyriakos. Kyriakos got two in that game. And the other one, he was mentioned earlier in the show as being a good example of a Rangers fullback that played in midfield. There you go. <laughs> he still can't There you go. It's 
no tavern there, by the way. Put him out his misery. <laughs> Fernando Rickson. <laughs> Fernando Rickson. There we go. We got there. In the end, lots to look forward to this weekend. As the guys have just been saying there, Celtic off the back of that European victory. Can they get back to winning ways in the league? Celtic Hearts, always a great fixture. That takes top billing tomorrow. Paisley, the visit of Motherwell to St Mirren. Some fascinating fixtures. And it is one of the highlights of the Clyde One Super Scoreboard calendar. It is our sports auction tomorrow. All in aid of cash for kids. Every penny raised goes straight back to children that need our help. Some brilliant items, some collector's items, some money can't buy items and experiences. So make sure you tune in. And if you can, of course, I know it's not easy, uh, dig deep to help us out. To everyone who feels that they can't dig deep, well, you can still text for the car. Remember uh, that brand new BMW 1 Series. But we are back and I'm going to go slightly earlier to give us more time in the auction. Set the alarm. Well, not the alarm. It's a bit late for that. But get it in the diary. 1.45, quarter to two tomorrow afternoon. We are here and the GBX is up next.